Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Alana. And welcome back to another episode of Black and Yellow. Quarantine Woo. style. So, still on lockdown. Still on lockdown now, apparently, all the way through possibly end of June. Um, so we yeah, say... I've also read August. Oh, cheese. Oh, yeah. cheese and rice. I think that we're going to be locked down hardcore for a while. Gavin Newsom is not playing any games. <laughs> I saw this um this uh this hilarious tweet that was I just I just want to start off with a joke apparently. Um oh. that was that someone said, "Why the hell did I buy a 2020 planner?" Um <laughs> and I just like cracked up because it's true. And I feel and I and I and you you gifted me a planner. I remember mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2020. At the end of 2019, actually. And it's a fantastic planner. And to be honest, it has I been know. fairly empty. And so I've been kind of just been, like, scribbling, like, do laundry. You know, like, the most, like, th- things I don't have to put on my list, I've been putting on it just so I can feel like 2020 has been somewhat uh, Productive. busy. Yeah. Um, anyways, you know, I everyone. I feel that, absolutely. Like, full disclosure, just... Jackie and I use the same planner um because <laughs> we're awesome co-hosts that exactly we like to be on the same plan on like the same wind level so we use the same planner and i totally know what you mean because part of this planner it's like a goal tracker so it helps you keep track of your goals for the year and i was flipping through mine earlier and i was like wait all of my plans that i had for the year i had this amazing year ahead that is all gone now right Right. Yeah. I mean, if anyone's super interested in a 2020 planner still, um, it's from bossedup.org. Um, yeah. Shout out to Emily Aries and her bossed up life tracker planner. Yeah, keeping it, us it, on task. It is. Kind of. In 2020. It is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. And if anyone's still interested or for 2021, when things get better um i definitely <laughs> I definitely recommend alana has been talking she's been raving about this planner for a while and then when she gifted it to me it's like why don't i just buy one myself when she told me um but anyways side note um <laughs> speaking Show. of 2020 and how the year has gone um yeah this we are well, go sorry. for it uh, just, I'm just gonna get into it we are here to talk a little bit about what's been happening and how we've all been a little bit restricted um yes okay this is very weird my dog just broke into my the place where i'm recording and i have to close the door i'm not going to pause this recording i'm just going to close the door keep talking this is a very strange like way to pause (laughs) (laughs) no worries we are pausing 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 this happens this happens guys no don't be sorry (laughs) happens when you're recording in quarantine (laughs) my um i was when we were about to start recording and my my uh my aunt started playing really loud music and then i had to you know say hey i'm so sorry i'm I'm recording and she was dancing in her kitchen with like loud music and i just it was a great moment but i just had to be like sorry you can't dance or 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 sing right now being so free in her body and in her mind she was freeing it all which i mean (laughs) that's what we're talking about today right like Mm -hmm. what is freedom in 2020 and i say that for this reason there has been no shortage of evocative images 
in the world today. I feel like no. as soon as I wake up in the morning, I am just bombarded with reminders of how COVID-19 has affected this country and has affected this world. Yeah, intensely. Yeah, and and there's a lot of of sadness, a lot of pain. There's also a lot of love and joy and togetherness. But of all the images that I've seen, there's one image that I cannot shake. And that image is of a white guy holding a sign. And this white guy is a protester at one of those anti-lockdown protests. I believe Mm. that he was at the one in Michigan. Yes, because there was some Nazi propaganda happening at that protest. Um, But he is a white guy and he's a protester. He's an anti-lockdown protester. And he's holding a sign that proudly proclaims that he needs a haircut. Literally, the sign says, I need a haircut. Oh, man. And I can't get that image out of my mind. It enrages me every time I think of it. It enraged me the first time that I saw it. And my reaction whenever I think of it or see it is always the same. Yeah. The reaction is something akin to, God damn, that is a real white privilege meeting white freedom to proudly hold up a sign that basically proclaims to anyone who can see this somebody with the ability to cut hair leave your house sacrifice your safety and your family's safety too if you've got one so that i can no longer be driven crazy by my overgrown hair right me needs a new do are you gonna step up to the plate and cut my hair right 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 and like in today's day and age incredible doesn't need a haircut right i mean i think it's just fascinating to see that even amidst all that's going on there's like a new not a new breed but there seems to be a new breed of people that are being exposed the truth is that they've been alive this whole time Mm -hmm. but we're we're getting glimpses of the extremes of the insanity that people are able to uh find themselves righteous to if that makes Oof. any sense so much righteousness in the world today yes tons of self-righteousness um, uh-huh. and i mean that goes to mind mine wasn't necessarily an image but one time i i have been really truly trying to avoid a lot of the news and no point in bombarding myself with negativity um and you know, sadness every day if I don't have to. Um, there's enough True. of that already going on. But I was scrolling on Facebook one morning and this was a uh, sort of like a PSA, not a PSA, but it was like a reclaiming our human rights. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was a ah. guy who, speaking about freedom and and also like, you know, talking about, anyways, let me just read it. He said, um, if you wrote here, it's like a poster and it said, are you going to give up your basic human rights, your businesses, your jobs, children's education and future for the flu? If you haven't figured out yet, do us a favor and stay in quarantine. The Patriots, the brave Americans will be claiming our lives back this Friday at Huntington beach pier. He spells pier wrong with two. (laughs) Um, we will gather at the beach at 10 a.m. We will take our families and have a beautiful, fun day. We will outnumber the tyrants who are lying to us and driving this country off the cliff. 
We are the people and we will stand strong and united. We fear no enemy, no foreign or domestic invisible. This is the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we're not afraid and we will not surrender. See you, my brothers and sisters, this Friday, April 17th. This was April 17th. This was like Mm -hmm. when it just started. Uh, 2020 at 10 a.m. at Huntington Beach Pier with two E's. Once again. (laughs) Um... And so I don't know where that pier is at because it definitely ain't the Huntington Beach pier. Um, mm-hmm. But I I was shocked when I read this. Like, you know, I wonder what this guy is, whoever wrote this, the group of people that were behind this feel now, you know, a month in later. Because um, this is actually May, 7th, May 16th today. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that whole, like, fear or a faith over fear messaging that seems to be permeating i don't necessarily just want to say it's coming from trump supporters because truth be told within certain black communities there's a a faith over fear narrative as well um but i i feel what you're saying because i do feel like freedom is the thing that i have been questioning a lot through this process yeah like throughout this entire pandemic other than thinking about safety, both like personal, family, friend, national safety, I have been thinking a lot about freedom. And I feel like we have been con- constantly like surrounded by images and programming and news stories and content that has been causing me slash us off mic to reevaluate and question and just generally wax poetic on freedom. So that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really allowing people to kind of sit with themselves and face themselves. Um, I thought a lot about like, what is really necessary in life? Mm-hmm. You know, now that you're not going to happy hour and going to bars and even the, I mean, we have we need to have a whole episode on like dating, like how that's going to change the dating field and like who you decide to sleep with and oh yeah you know the girls are out there and still dating and still you know hookups are still happening you just you know there's no kissing that, you just throw on a mask and get down there and that just blows my mind like <laughs> <laughs> i get people have to you know do what they gotta do but like you know like at the risk of getting coronavirus um so i mean i i agree i think i what is freedom and what does that look like for most people? Um, that's kind of what we're here to talk to you guys about today. I mean, it's it's really open-ended. Um, it could mm-hmm. be anything and everything. It could be different for most people. Um, and then, you, you know, boil it down to what it's like freedom for African-Americans. I mean, that, you know, that goes all the way back to the 1500s. Slavery, but even before right. that, yeah. Um, but then, you know, the, I thought that that was a great topic you brought up. So here we are, guys. Yeah, I think at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, Tiger King was the thing to watch. And I, like most of the country, watched Tiger King and was horrified and sadly entertained. (laughs) And Uh, he's an American. (laughs) Yes, that a series feels very American. You've got Joe Exotic, you've got Carol Baskin, you've got tigers that feed on expired meat from Walmart. Ew, it's kind of like poverty porn. Someone gets their arm bitten off and it all, and on Tiger King, 
it felt like freedom was displayed in this self-righteous and entitled way. Like you said self-righteous at top of show. It's like, I deserve this freedom. I deserve to have these tigers. I deserve to go on a national platform and talk about how I plan to kill my competitor. And I shouldn't feel bad about that, nor should it seemed as though it felt like Joe Exotic felt like he didn't need to hide that because that was part right. of his way of displaying freedom. Right. But then also seeing images of the anti-lockdown protests and seeing freedom displayed through the perceived right to disregard social distancing practices altogether mm-hmm. and for some to come armed with guns and or conf- Confederate flags or Nazi propaganda. Right, right. Or seeing the video from the Ahmad Arbery shooting. Right. Yeah. And I mean, seeing display, like seeing freedom displayed as two white men who have self deputized chasing right. an unarmed black man out for a jog and shot in him mid dead. daylight. Yeah. And then we're able to live freely for two months until enough public outcry, I mean, outrage, I mean, outcry and outrage caused both arrests of the assailants. Yeah. But I mean, what message is that saying? Right. Yeah. And like, how can you not question freedom and what freedom means when we have these blatant uh, images of what freedom means to certain people and what freedoms are not really available to others? Yeah. I mean, it's so it's so ironic that even even during a lockdown, you know, you see things that are totally related to race. And even mm-hmm. even even in a lockdown, two white men can get away with not going to jail, not going to prison, not being charged for two months, you know, because of this possible pandemic. Like, but blacks and Mexicans are being hassled by the police for not wearing masks. Let's just like marinate on that for a second. Asian people are still being harassed. Oh yeah, and let's, treated yeah. poorly. Right. Let's talk about how this all started and how it's all still going. You know, how right. they have been physically abused, attacked, um, harassed throughout this entire pandemic. Um, For sure. And I just I just wonder, you know, um, what, what does that say for 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 people who have nothing to do with this? You know, totally. um, and so to me, it's like. I get it's 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 a it's a it's a scary topic to think about you know like what this like I understand that during all this people can get a little crazy you know like and they have been For you sure. know um yeah should we define freedom yes should I we think just it's like... definition time okay there's so... many many definitions exactly like freedom is one of those words it's a fascinating topic because it means many different things to many different people but if you ask most people what freedom is they would probably say some variation of the ability to do whatever i want i bet if you ask donald trump what it means to be president he would say it means to do whatever i want like (laughs) like i I feel like that's how most people look at freedom but merriam webster's dictionary has a couple of different definitions so Overall, it's the quality or state of being free, such as the absence of necessity, coercion, or cons- or constraint in choice or action. It also means liberation from slavery or restraint from the power of another. So mm-hmm. independence, which immediately as a black American, that's the, the first definition of freedom that I, that resides, yeah. that resounds with me. 
Um, it also means the quality or state of being exempt or released usually from something onerous. So freedom mm-hmm. from care, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It can also mean the unrestricted use as in uh, freedom of the home. Mm-hmm. Ease or facility as like spoken in terms of language. So uh, he spoke French with the freedom of a native tongue kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The quality of being frank open or outspoken so he answered with freedom Mm, like honest exactly boldness or conception or execution or a political right so essentially merriam-webster talks about the different ways that the word freedom is used in our colloquial speak and all of the definition the different definitions and then we get to that political right secondary definition which is the one I kind of want to talk about for a minute because let's be real, Americans love freedom. They we sure love to talk do. about it. <laughs> we love to fight for it. It's we love a notion. to buy guns and talk about it. Oh, we it. love all of that. I mean, think about it. Freedom is a nation. Freedom is a notion that is instilled in most American kids very early on in life. I mean, just think about how common it is for a young kid to, when fighting to want to get their way, says, it's a free country, I can do what I want. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, you talk about the, the American culture itself, the westernized yeah. the westernized uh, way of, of how freedom is, and that's embedded in, in culture, in the ability to kind of just go off and do whatever, and, you know, as, as, as a first generation here, like, that was, that was bizarre, like, I, I was like, that doesn't exist in my culture with certain things, you know, you can just do whatever you want with, without getting, um, the smack on your butt, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, um, totally, yeah, And I also feel like it's important to mention that this country was built on core values of being free and independent, a la right. the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. However, let us not forget that slavery was very much alive, well, and lucrative when the writing of the Declaration of Independence took place. So I do sense some hypocrisy going on there. Yeah, and the, I think <laughs> the, the Declaration of Independence and also the amendments are all just like you take all that stuff into context, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I have a personal belief that it's, it needs to be updated. <laughs> For sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. But that's like the textbook definition of freedom. Right. right. How do we define it for ourselves? Because there's something within those textbook definitions that just doesn't feel complete when I think about my own personal definition of freedom. Right. And so how, how you've you lived and your experiences. Um, yeah. I, so, you know, me being all, like, spiritual, you know, plant-based, uh, <laughs> I I really, like, when I was looking, talk, reading up on, you know, the many definitions of freedom, um, so, ironically, um, I, I really resonated with the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved, mm-hmm. ironically, but also imprisoned and enslaved within ourselves, like within our own minds, within our own yeah. bodies. So like my sense of freedom is like, the like you know, that, that famous quote, like conquer your mind and then you conquer everything else kind of, you know? Yeah, so like, and sure. I mean, obviously there's been a lot that I've been going through that I haven't shared with all you guys, but um really realizing that I am not a prisoner to my emotions, to Mm -hmm. my past, 
to my childhood conditioning, to my culture, to my parents, to um, you know my 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 traumas. Um, so I have a very like I don't know a, a very sense. It's it's and I think it could be right now what I'm going through, but it's a sense of like whatever my ancestors, whatever that I went through and what I came from, like I have the ability to heal that and break through from that and become free. Therefore, I'm no longer um, a victim of my anxiety, of my depression, of, you know, more of like a mental health, overall body wellness type of freedom. Got it. Um, and that all has to do with, you know, me becoming plant-based and not like having to feel like I need to eat cheese or need to eat meat. And then therefore my health, you know, I have an abundance of health and I could be healthy. And then I'm not um, a prisoner to the pharmaceutical environment, you know, or the big pharma industry. So I think it also has to do with like my, my core values and what I stand for. So like we said, it, it could be, it is different for everyone. Um, and to be able to also speak freely is really important to be able to, you know, kind of, um, do this podcast is, is, is like freeing for me. Um, and, and share my, yeah. And share my thoughts and values with audiences that can resonate. And if not, then they have the freedom to, you know, disagree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know me so well, like that's, that is like everything that I stand for. Um, right. <laughs> right. I'm kind of nervous now to give my answer because that was such a beautiful and succinct answer. Oh, and no. the honest truth is that even in preparing for this episode, my answer to how I define freedom is I don't really fucking know right now. In <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. It could like, change. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean, especially because... with what you, what your, I mean, ancestors have gone through, like that is, I mean, even For like sure. there's a lot that's a lot of is Asian history here in America, but I mean, anyways, I'm sorry. I cut you off. But... Oh no, 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 you're totally fine. I was going to say, yes, there is an element of freedom that, it means getting rid of the vestiges of slavery, which I think a lot of black people still struggle with to this day. Um, Lord knows I binge listened to the 1619 podcast that Nicole Hannah Jones did for the New York times and was blown away and just further remind further reminded that that goal of, of really being and feeling free, feels impossible to attain in some ways, but yeah, um, totally, you know, <laughs> unless you want to go and, off the grid and, you know, I, not yeah, have running like, water like really just not feeling the residual effects of slavery even though i know there's plenty of people out there that are like oh but that was hundreds of years ago like get over it like it's actually not that easy to get over but not at um, all i digress a little bit because i guess on a personal <laughs> level um before sitting down to prepare this episode and really before like the corona pandemic altogether I would have defined freedom as the ability to make an unencumbered conscious choice. Okay. Hopefully that choice has some sort of reason behind it, but right. we were more, all a little bit more once. logical. Exactly. <laughs> ah, to be young, to be young and dumb and, and have, and be carefree. Sometimes, you know, choices aren't always the most reasonable, but recent events have made me question that definition because the way that I look at it is freedom essentially, if freedom essentially boils down to choice, mm. don't we have to first recognize that there are choices available to us before actually making a decision? Yes, Like you can't absolutely. make a choice if there's nothing to decide on sort of a thing. Right, right. And so perhaps freedom also has to do with an individual's ability to identify what choices are available to them. Right. And I right. think that that 
feeds a little bit into liberty and like free will. And Definitely. I would use the example of the shooting of Ahmaud Arbery, for instance. Uh, Travis McMichael, one of the guys that shot the that son shot Arbery, or the father. Yeah, the son. Um, he was the guy with the shotgun. He made a choice that day that because there was a rash of burglaries allegedly happening in his area, he made a choice that he made a choice that it was okay to self-deputize and it was okay to chase this unarmed black man, engage him in a fight and shoot him. Mm-hmm. And my definition of freedom as a black woman in this country, like I wouldn't even think to, I wouldn't even think that that was a choice available to me. Like the choice to self-deputize to keep my neighborhood safe. I don't necessarily. If you were, of... if you were a, 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 a white male and a, a, a former police officer's son. But that's what I'm saying. Like that choice is available to him because of those pre-existing conditions. Right. As a black woman, those choices are not like the ability to make that choice is one that I would never think of and thus is not available to me. Right. Right. I see what you mean and where you're going at with this. Okay. Got it. As far as yeah, choices. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And like right. the plethora of choices one has, I think is a direct link to the freedom that someone has and because everyone has a different privilege level socioeconomic background so on and so forth yeah i think levels of freedom freedom means different level like freedom (laughs) flows differently for different people i feel like i'm really just like getting existential here i'm really (laughs) not trying to i love it go for it i guess i'm really not trying to but it's the step before making a choice and i don't quite know what like that step in the decision making process is but i think that before you can make a choice you have to identify that there are choices available to you but i also identify that and some people don't right and i think what you're saying is that that process of identifying what choices you have Mm-hmm. And what in what you don't have, I think that in and of itself, speaking as a colored woman, mm-hmm. um, is freedom. Yeah. Right? In a way. And then also because of that, also paradoxically, is also recognizing that maybe you whatever person we're talking about here may not have certain types of freedoms. Like it's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then at that point, with that logic, like are we talking about freedom or are we talking about liberty? right which is also digressing i know i know hello guy we're getting like real like what is it meta or whatever um yeah which is also a definition of freedom for sure because i know that at the most base level for sure like at the most base level you and i as american women we know that we have freedom of speech freedom of choice freedom of how to vote yeah we can freedom of religion right freedom of what to eat freedom of how to present like all of those things we know we have. Of what to wear. There's women, you know, in the Middle East right. who can't expose certain body parts and wear certain things. And that's a, that's a freedom that we have that we've never even questioned. Yeah, but even still within that, like, American definition of freedom on a personal level, there's just still something lacking in that definition oh, for me. I can't put my absolutely. finger on it. Oh, absolutely. Because it was written by old white men. Right. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that's right. that's the that's the perfect answer. I, I just I had to tell you because of, I mean that I mean that's that's what it comes down to me is like, just I mean even going back to that you know the 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 whatever PSA guy that was who was writing about um, going to the beach you know it's like questioning the government 
and questioning whether the government has its best interest for her us and and all of those conspiracy theories that come you know that boil down to what's happening right now and is it really coronavirus and was it really china was it a biological weapon like all these things that really then um comes down to whether or not we have any freedom right um because at any moment are we ever really free absolutely are we ever really free are they you know there's are they watching us they could you know they're listening to us right now there's like there's just i mean especially now even more so now because of technology i mean we could go into like the fact about like privacy you know in data Mm. like Mm -hmm. collecting data on us like is that not freedom you know because now they know everything and anything about us at any times. I could be sitting here talking to you about how, I don't know, I'm looking to buy a new blender and I'll go on Instagram and I'll be scrolling and there'll be an ad for this new You'll blender. Get blender ads. You yep, know, definitely. and it's like uh-huh. I haven't searched, I haven't even searched it yet. I haven't even done anything yet. I've just mentioned it in the air to you and someone heard me, you know? So, I mean, it, it's really fascinating to, to think like, how that's evolving and how it's evolved and how it is different for everyone. Um, Well, let's talk about that because mm -hmm. I think that's a great segue to talk about what does freedom look like and like, how are we exercising it today? Not, not just as you and I, Alana and Jackie, but also what does it mean to be black and free? What does it mean to be Asian and free? Like, what do all of these things mean in 2020? We're like, we're like, what's the meaning? Tell me the meaning. What's the truth? Well, because in a really honest way, like for me, like right now, what we're doing is freedom on a personal level. Like we are sitting in front of our microphones, yeah, talking about freedom right. on a podcast that we have been free to make, and we are continuing right. to do on our own free will. It's all yeah. very meta. It is. but also like being black being black in america means that you're over policed you're underserved so being black and free in america would mean that we are no longer over policed systematic injustices no longer exist and we are equally served in society well that hasn't happened right being black and free in america to me means always fighting for political equality that's just is part of the black experience right being black and free also means being a member of a group that are constant trendsetters and tastemakers and style and culture innovators and never getting the credit for it Mm -hmm. like that's definitely a part of of black freedom but also i think nowadays on a on an individual level as alana freedom means making the conscious choice to think in terms of we instead of me which I think is very... Yeah, I'm really glad you touched on that. I think that's very new for a lot of people nowadays, definitely people of certain socioeconomic backgrounds or skin colors. I won't read you, but I think that that when you're a member of a marginalized community, you really understand what it means to band together for the good of we. In a way that when I, I live in half hispanic but the further that i walk out of it there's a lot of white people in my neighborhood and i notice that when i walk from the the um more densely populated multi-ethnic part of my neighborhood to the Uh wider part of my neighborhood Uh mask wearing is very different 
As in like, like here no in... masks or more masks? Yeah. So like here in my immediate neighborhood, people are wearing masks. But as I like move to like the ritzier mm. sort of edges of Eagle Rock, I'm noticing that like people have face masks on, but they're being worn off of the nose and mouth and under the chin, for instance, like very lax face mm. mask wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen that. To which I have a freedom orgasm and don't feel bad when I turn around to this person as I'm like on my walk or on my daily run and I see someone not wearing a mask. I have no problem being like, put a mask on. Like, it's not about your comfort and you wanting to breathe freely. We all want to breathe freely. We also all don't want to die. Right. I'm saying this as someone who, who festivals a lot. And so wearing a bandana for hours at a time you know when the world's back and going is not bothersome to me i realize that that's not the case for everyone but god let's all worry about each other's health enough to just keep the mask on please don't make me yell at you people i know i know i don't feel bad i don't feel bad yeah i mean i think you touched on something really really uh interesting and important as as a black woman and or just being black what is that like what does that look like what is that Mm -hmm. experience going to be like automatically just because of your skin tone you know right and if and i'm sure there are some black people out there who who either disagree or haven't had that experience and that in itself i think is somewhat fascinating but um or have fought it you know whatever that may be but um yeah i mean (laughs) interesting that you say that because you know I I grew up in the San Gabriel Valley, so I have I've most of my life I had a I lived in Orange County for a little bit. I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show how that was really jarring for me, but yeah, um, I for the most part I've I felt really safe, you know, like amongst my quotation marks my people, and mm-hmm. um, you know, free to kind of just not really think about what I look like and how I speak and, and what I wear and all that stuff, um. And then when this all started happening and I just started reading so many and hearing so many reports of Asian people being abused um, and attacked, and I just started to really think, whoa, like, holy moly, you know, like, this is actually can be dangerous for, I've never, I, I have felt that before, but this weird feeling of like, anywhere I go, I mean, I'm so great. My brother and I were talking about this, like how grateful I am that even during this pandemic, I am in the San Gabriel Valley, that I'm, I'm not in a, in a place where I am, you know, essentially like a minority. Um, and so, and so I, I have to think about that as like also freedom, because if I was anywhere else, I don't think I'd ever leave my house to be perfectly honest. You know, can I? Can I actually ask you a question? Because you have both the national and the international um, Asian experience. Right. What is what does freedom mean to Asians internationally at this time right now? I realize you can't speak for everyone, but I'm I'm just interested <laughs> to know. That'd be I'm awesome interested if to I know because I don't have an international uh, outlet the way that you do. So I, I'm going to live through you right now and just Ooh, ask. Live through me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Internationally, I think it, it's kind of going back to what you said, how, to, how it's more of a we, how it's mm-hmm. more of a global, how I hope that this pandemic is really allowing people to see that that we're all like, I think Daniel Day Kim had this really good post on Instagram because he survived um, COVID. And uh, he talks about how um, 
COVID doesn't discriminate, mm-hmm. right? Like it'll take down anyone at any time, any color. It'll and get so, your ass. Right. And so I think internationally, it, it, for me, it's about really like, it's it's almost the same thing, but but more clear in the sense of like, the goal is just to be safe. And, and just because you are in another country or you're from another country, like I have people who um, are like in lockdown in a different country right now, like in Asia, because they went to go help family. And then this kind of happened, oh. but they're citizens. So now they're just like, they're there. Um, Got it. And they don't, they have to be careful and they're not like fighting to scramble to come back here because, you know, they can work from there and they're a little bit more set. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think it always helps to think a little bit more internationally because when you think more internationally, you think more global, you know, mm-hmm. like the WHO organization didn't allow, um, uh, Taiwan to be part of it because Ugh. they, they don't recognize Taiwan as a country and they're backed by China. And, you know, like, again, like it gets really political, which I don't really like when it comes to something that has to do with your health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's the one thing I would say is that, you know, if we think in international terms, the, the, there are people in Italy and in China and in Australia who really want just the same things. And I just wish people could open their minds to think that way a little more because then our problems become a little bit more smaller and we realize that we're actually all in this together like let's go back to this righteous thing right it's like okay. me 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 right it's my house it's my it's it's my face i don't have to wear a mask and it's like the reason why you wear a mask is so you don't get it on anyone else like, yeah you keep your germs to your damn self right and so I don't know. It's tough because if you haven't traveled or if you haven't grown up in a very um, international multicultural household or if you naturally don't think that way and you can't, you you know, you are very nationalistic, I guess you could say. I mean, I think that's all very um, up to anyone's interpretation and everyone has a different upbringing. So I totally understand it. But I think now in this time, in this world, we cannot afford to just think about us. And I think... America kind of has this, you know, not a bad rep, but this kind of like, it's all about me. Like I want, I want it now, you know? Oh yes. America has an individualism problem. Yeah. And I think that's great. But I think I also, I also see it as a possible weakness if it's like overused. I love this quote. My acting teacher once told me that any strength overused becomes a weakness. And I think there are some countries that could totally benefit with some, you know, uh, me, 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 because they are maybe too we, we, we. And I definitely mm-hmm. think that we could benefit from this sort of we feeling that we are on this together. Like, hey, me telling you to put your mask on is actually me looking out for you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not right. attacking you. I'm not making you feel, don't take it personal. Like, I'm not trying to make you feel like you're a bad citizen or that you're a horrible person. Just like, I'm watching out for you. So put your mask on, like, whatever yes. that may be, you know? For sure. Looking at thinking in terms of we and not me doesn't mean that the individual loses something. It means that we all as a collective instead gain something for sure. Right, right. right. And so, I mean, yeah, it's all pretty complex. And um, 
I just, I think for me, when this happened, I did question my freedom, you know, because I saw pictures of Asians in, in London, you know, walking home, being attacked by a group of men. Yeah. I saw people on the trains, that that, that, that scene in New York where the Asian woman, um, like she got beat up by some some black guy on the subway yep. or something he got pushed mm-hmm. yeah like it was just i was just i mean i walked into a place with my brother once um when this when this pandemic kind of just started and my brother when we walked out my brother was like did you see that white guy and i was like no and he was like yeah that white guy like totally like saw us and then like sidestep like took a huge sidestep to like try to get away from us and i was like didn't think about that uh now i'm gonna have to you know like yeah. little things that i because I I have been so privileged to grow up in the San Gabriel Valley that mm-hmm. when I when I slightly step out of this somewhat Asian bubble I recognize oh like what a privilege and also maybe I don't have that privilege in other areas you know and I know you can relate so for sure absolutely I think um, that was a really beautiful quote of, that you said about any strength overused becomes a weakness and I think to wrap us up I will I will also share a quote a quote that I've been thinking of a lot as of uh, as of late it's from existentialist thinker John Paul Sartre and that quote is man is condemned to be free mm, which beautiful. I have always taken to mean that human beings are free to make choices and thus have to live with the responsibility and the repercussions of that of those choices whether they be good bad ugly or questionable yeah but also within that quote it says man is condemned not invited right condemned you know what i mean there's like like a weird like there's like a weird like a like paradoxical feeling about that too yeah like because you because take the condemned out but because you want you want or need or are in search for or seeking the freedom that comes with certain prices to pay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think to 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 leave our audience, there's no call to action other than what is it like what does your freedom mean to you? What does it mean to be condemned to be free? And uh how are you exercising your freedoms? Mm. Like right now mm-hmm. in all of this uh do you feel like you want to exercise your freedom better worse do you feel like you're happily exercising your freedom talk to us we want to know reach out to us on social media if this episode has a uh, touched a nerve in you at black and yellow podcast and mm-hmm. i think with that that's our show yeah guys uh stay safe um, stay free if whatever freedom yes. may, freedom may look like at this time running in your house naked and you know uh, uh, singing your favorite song at the top of your lungs like that is freedom you know absolutely um, in the small micro moments so um thank you for listening we hope you're enjoying our episodes let us know we're on apple podcasts and spotify we're also on the gram at black and yellow podcast like alana mentioned i am jacqueline chung young we have been a little bit you know not as interactive and um posty i just made that word up um (laughs) but but we check our messages or you can email us and and we'd love to hear from you guys so 
Yeah. This episode was produced by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. And if you like what you're hearing, guys, please rate and review us on Apple. It really helps. Also help help us push the show forward by telling a friend about the show. If you think someone could really uh, get down on this content, we'd love to have them join us. So reach out, let people know, and we will talk to you guys next week. Alrighty, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.